This week on Deep Night. Oh, I love that so much. I don't have that. I'm very disorganized. I'm probably the complete opposite of, of if you know if if you didn't know it before. I'm maybe the complete opposite of Joan Rivers. <laughs> Oh, folks, hello, it's me, Dale Seaver, your host, your solstice elf, and the person lying next to you when you wake up in the astral plane and are like, my hands, what happened to my hands? And I calmly explain that in this realm, we all have flippers. Welcome to another episode here in the deep night. It's the hour of regrets and revelations, and we come to you today, as we always do, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. People often ask, Dale, they say, Dale, they say, Dale, why are you so involved with the Gowanus? Well, I think it's an ancient portal, a wound in the flesh of space-time. This awful corrosive body of water that threatens to split off part of Brooklyn. It has always been of bad odor. It's eaten brass fans that were placed in, within it to move the stench. It's dissolved boats and tires and absorbed dolphins, ducks, fish, and rats. It's a place of deeply old magic, and so I'm drawn to it. Can life continue with such a dark force running through it? Maybe, maybe not. But the more I learn about early civilizations like the mound city of Cahokia outside of St. Louis... Or the Mayans with their scary calendars? I'll give it to them. They were the first to be that pessimistic about the days of the week. They put an endpoint in a calendar. Can you imagine if your desk calendar just stopped? That's ballsy. So I've come to think of Argoani as the urban Stonehenge, a mystery spot that can show us our future and our past and all the various paths things could take. Peering into the darkness of that fetid stream is to gaze upon an orrery of realities. All that is possible diverges, congeals, and collides beneath its oily surface. So, yes, I return to it, time and time again, to learn from it, to whisper my secrets into it, and to try to understand a path forward as the empire crumbles around us. But it's also my favorite time of the year Christmas, and that means holiday parties. The Gowanus Conservancy threw a real humdinger of an event down at the canal over the weekend. We tossed silver bells into the water and watched them catch fire and melt. We jokingly ate Gowanus candy canes, which are just black and green striped sugar rods with tiny bits of gummy rat tails embedded within. Of course, Lorraine Melson was dressed as a vampire, because she always is, but she lent some levity to the situation by belting out the high notes of Oh Holy Night while exaggeratingly pointing to her common-law spouse, Sean Bander's neck, which has two holes permanently tattooed on the side with fake blood dripping down. She takes her role-playing very seriously, as we have learned time and time again at the community hearing meetings. It was a special evening, to be sure. We all retired to the after-party at Lavender Lake, for some thick burgers and some of Ronald Philfower's famous scrambled nog. It's thicker than it should be, but plenty boozy, and to be honest, I'm still nursing a little nog ache. But no rest for the weary when you're a podcaster. This week I am joined in the deep night by the incredible comedian and writer Joe Rumrill. I've long admired Joe's hilarious take on the world, and there are few voices in the New York comedy world that really speak to me, and so... I asked politely to speak back to them. Joe hosts Cartoon Monsoon with our friend Mary Houlihan. He's also been responsible for the Fresh Perspectives show with Julio Torres and others. He's a frequent guest on the special without Brett Davis. He looks like he'd be a very successful cult leader or instamatic camera pitchman from the 1970s. I'm fond of him. So let's go now to the deep night for a conversation with the great Joe Rumrill. Joe Rumrell. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you? <laughs> I'm a-okay. How are you? I'm great. All good. <laughs> I invited you here to my new Bedouin solstice tent to uh, reflect on your life 
in comedy and my life in comedy and Sorry. also things that we have in common. Oh, good. I'm sure. Maybe we'll share some hopes for the coming year. Oh, I hope so. Do we have any of those? <laughs> yeah. That's all we have. That's all we have. Well, let me start just by saying, because, you know, the world is, there's lots of things happening. This this is um, uh, the, the end of 2016 as mm-hmm. we get to it. And um, I, I want to uh, start with just a little bit of a tribute to you. Really? Because uh, <laughs> you're one of these buoyant presences oh, in sure. comedy with the sort of irrepressible charm of an Anna Kendrick. Uh, <laughs> that always lifts my spirit <laughs> when times are bleak. I once had the pleasure of interviewing Mary Lou Metzger from the Lawrence Welk program. Oh, are you yeah? familiar with that show? Uh, certainly. A lot of bubbles, a lot of uh, accordion yes. playing. Yes. Which, you know, two of my favorite things. <laughs> so I always make sure to tune in. And that's uh, what an honor you had to It was. Thank her. you. Yes, it was. A- she was lovely. We had a nice dinner afterwards. Oh, boy. Oh, you guys can't see at home, but there is a devilish smirk across <laughs> Dale's face. I oh think boy. people can hear. <laughs> but uh, this show, you know, uh, for those who don't, a variety show, mm-hmm. as you said, Bubbles Accordions, lots of people, mm-hmm. not known for its kind of progressive stance, no. I'd say. So now here, she was about 19 or so. Uh-huh. It's 1969. She gets the gig. So I say, you know, the world at that point, not unlike today. Yeah. Everything, a tumult, yeah. you know, uh, a civil rights and riots right. and Vietnam. Moon landings. Moon landings. Everything's going on. <laughs> and here's this kind of show, and she's tap dancing and doing bits from the Music Man or what have you. Mm-hmm. I said, what was it like to be a 19-year-old amongst all this doing that? And she said, well, it was a job. Yeah. And it was a job on TV, mm-hmm. doing what she loved. Right. And that's... Not unlike our roles in this time, isn't it? I suppose so, yeah. I mean, we have we can only do the things that we do. You've got to put on a brave face, maybe a brave wig, and get out there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you do a lot with wigs. You have a nice head of hair. Uh, no, yeah. The, a lot of wigs don't fit on top of my uh, stupid bush of uh, auburn locks. So, <laughs> What kind of hair care do you use? I don't. Uh, that's probably the, uh, hair, the hair care that I use is I don't ever wash it ever. And that's true. <laughs> well. I, I Every once in a while, just to keep sanitary. But uh, it, looks, it always looks uh, weird when I condition it. And oh, it yeah. just sort of puffs out in a way that I don't care, much care for it. <laughs> but I'm due for a haircut... Uh, I'll, I'll probably get one uh, before before 2017 starts. We'll see. Oh, I don't know. Keep it hard, listeners. I didn't. I didn't want to drop a bomb this early in uh, the podcast. But <laughs> spoiler alert: uh-huh. something to look forward to, indeed. <laughs> um, well, you ever get into that dry shampoo? No, yeah. I don't. I don't actually even know what it. It, like I hear people use it, but yeah. is, it, uh, is it something that you partake in? No, I've never done it. Okay. It seems like uh, you know something like evaporated milk or something like that. Something yes. I'd want to steer clear of. I, you know? I, I uh, understand exactly what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, it seems like a baking ingredient yeah. or something. Yeah. Well, uh, looks great. Keep doing what you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's talk about your journey, Joe. Okay. What makes a rum reel? Uh, it, I guess I I that's a that's. I've never been asked that question before. <laughs> I've never and asked. I that. get lots of questions, but uh, I guess how do you how do you mean if you, if, you, if you don't mind me uh, following up with a question? Well, you I'm were so sorry. A, a boy growing up in yes. the wilds of Windsor, Connecticut. Yes, I grew up in Windsor, Connecticut. Famous for being the first English settlement in that great state. That's true. Wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Good place to grow up. Uh, certainly, yeah. Nothing, nothing really of note. Uh, not to put it down, it's a certainly a nice little <laughs> town. It's right outside of Hartford, and I always feel like I have to uh, justify when people, you know, there's a lot of like "Where are you from?" talk in yeah. in our line of work, sure. and uh, whenever I say Connecticut, I think people automatically jump to like rich, uh, hoity-toity, uh, you know. Uh, Darien. Yes. yes. <laughs> Darien. Old Saybrook. <laughs> old line. And I do feel the need to uh, say it's just right outside of Hartford. It's just a, a town, uh, up and down, <laughs> suburban, uh, diverse. It was a very nice place to grow up. And I, I feel like uh, the, the stigma that goes along with, with Connecticut does not apply to Windsor, Connecticut. If you I, take away anything from I this. see. It's a working class, solidly Certainly. working class. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, did your family have long roots in the in the area? Uh, yeah. I think, uh, well, my 
my parents met in uh, at Simsbury High School, which is uh, which is a kind of a rich neighborhood, <laughs> but they themselves not not so uh, not so rich, and they uh, I think. I think uh, at least at least grew up there. I don't know about my grandparents. I think they they were outside of CT. Yeah. Somehow, but yeah, there are roots there, and they and my mom still lives there now. So uh, that's where I'm going home to for uh, for Christmas. Yeah. It'll be nice and fun. Hopefully, it'll snow. I don't know. Oh yeah. Well, fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers for crossed. A white Christmas. Certainly. Isn't it? I was uh, uh, quite ill after a holiday party recently. I put on a white Christmas. Oh. And I put in a ginger chew. One of those uh, little things. Yeah, I'm yeah, quite yeah. addicted to them now uh-huh. because that was the only thing that got me through. I was kind of ducking in and out as their plight to get the show going Certainly. on for the general. Yeah, and just uh, but that little ginger chew. Yeah, oh, it saved me. Those can be intense too. I'm, oh, yes. I'm surprised that you uh, have have found an addiction. I hope is there. What's your uh, what's your tolerance for them at this at this very moment? At this very moment is pretty high. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> even that little spiciness has gone yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. I pop them like any, like they're nothing. Oh well. <sighs> we we love the good work that they do. <laughs> uh, and you know uh, what kind of uh, upbringing was it? I I assume that there was a lot of television, but I don't know. Certainly, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot a lot of television, but not not to say I was raised by. I feel like there are <laughs> there are those guys who are just like there was there's there was neglect there, and so television was all they <laughs> yeah. had. I had both. Loving parents, but then also really, I loved watching TV. I loved uh, car- a lot of cartoons, a yeah. lot of uh, Jim Henson productions. Get uh, where we all bonded over, and uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I guess, I guess a lot of. Uh, a lot of TV. I, I've never actually really thought about it, you know, because you hear about those guys who are just raised by television. I, w- I would always think, like, N- you know, not not me, not me. I got outside a uh, fair amount, but uh, really, really, good, a lot of summers getting that TV tan. <laughs> I think yes. Yeah, well, and I didn't mean to imply any oh, kind no, no, no. of neglect. I, this is I just all... know that from uh, the work that I know of you sure. and the work that you do, and for instance, you're wearing a Kermit the Frog I uh, am, T-shirt yeah. uh, today. Uh, uh, that, that it has an influence, and you refer to it often. Absolutely, yeah, and uh, it's 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 ingra- it's ingrained. It's somewhere somewhere in this. Uh, who, who's I was going to say big old brain, but that's 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 really reaching. <laughs> I think uh, somewhere in there, there's it's like. It's all connected, I think. I'm sure it had. It left, as you said, left an imprint. What are some of the characters you identified with? Uh, Daffy Duck, big time growing up. (laughs) I think especially because there's the two. I don't think I've ever heard that before. I yeah, that's been a big time, big influence, always, always through. Because there's the two versions of him that you that yeah, you let's, find. Let's I don't get know how. It. Well, <laughs> there was there uh, the early the early version of him, screw screwball, sort of uh, yeah. the Bob Clampett Tex Avery years, where uh, you know, big big time, uh, he'll at the drop of a hat, will hit you with a hammer and then laugh, woohoo woohoo woohoo, yeah. out of frame, back into it, uh, and but then uh, you know, towards the late forties. You get uh, Chuck Jones coming in, and yeah. he sort of turns Daffy into this uh, sarcastic, greedy, uh, sort of maybe someone we can identify with. Maybe a little, <laughs> little later uh, in our in our uh, in our uh, adulthood. Yes. Uh, and I just love that there's two facets of him. There's also the sweet spot. I was talking with uh, my friend Andrew Tisher and Tim Platt about it recently. There's a sweet spot where they're just figuring out that later period where it's 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 a, a good melding of both those. Uh, both those characteristics, and I just, I just love him so much. <laughs> I think, I think, I think that there should be that he, that Daffy Duck should be uh, honored among the pantheon of uh, of comedy greats. I think, even though he's a fictional character. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I, I'm interested that you were able to discover so much humanity within him. Yeah, because I always thought he was had a little bit of a violent streak to him. I think, I think with all of those, there's violence uh, in uh, throughout <laughs> Looney Tunes uh, characterizations yeah. uh, all across the board, and uh, I think you're not going to get away. Uh, you're not going to get away from that if you're if you're that's who you're choosing from. But I guess there was a certain kind of malice with Daffy, or a certain kind of. Um, yeah, he was anger that yeah. went along with it. I guess so. Or was I, it outrage? I don't know. Maybe he was justified. Yeah, I think maybe da- maybe maybe he 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 wasn't. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm stuttering. It's I should have said Porky Pig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, uh, but yeah, I I I I think I think Bugs 
acts on justification. Uh, uh-huh. Like he doesn't he doesn't bug anyone who's who's not uh, horning in on on his racket. Yeah. But uh, Daffy maybe he might he might hit he might hit you with a hammer he just might... just cause <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and what did so that means it was there some. Uh... Uh, Daffy paraphernalia that came with you to college. What was the character that you brought there? Uh, poster I, in your dorm room. Uh, I lived. I was very lucky to. I went to music school, uh, and uh, had friends a year ahead of me that were already there. So I didn't actually have a dorm room. We moved off campus, and we had a, a big house all to ourselves. Bohemian. Uh, yeah, it was more of a punk, more of a punk affair. I think it was very filthy and very gross. We had uh, bands play in the in the basement <laughs> every Friday night. Did uh, you feel it was punk then, or are you uh, sort of retroactively oh. saying that it was dirty, and so therefore it was punk? Oh, it was dirty all the way through. That wasn't. There's no <laughs> retroactive about that. I was. De- I I knew. I knew of the filth even then, yeah. Dale. Uh, but no, it was. But did you feel like you were like you guys were punk? Were I su- you into I su- that? I suppose so. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Very much so. Uh, definitely a way to rebel. If the I went to for a music composition, there was. A, all classical and jazz all uh all day at school it was nice to come home and just reject that and just go play the play the drums very very crummily uh downstairs with my buddies <laughs> just <laughs> to blow off up. steam who were the bands uh there there was a mere, there were we we had about 10 or 12 people living uh living there so there was a lot of uh a lot of different ones. A lot, lot of, of in, a lot of incestuous yeah. uh, members too. Where like this person will play drums in that band, but then we'll play guitar and write the songs in this other band. And uh, yeah, yeah, and a lot of uh, embarrassing names that I uh, I feel like you want me to say right now, and I am reluctant <laughs> to. But if you if you pry it out of me, I I will. Oh, yeah, one or two. Because they ones. are still Googleable, <laughs> and that's the problem. <laughs> uh, See, I'm very fortunate to have grown up uh, before all of that. That's true. Yeah, I really uh, took hold. So yeah, you can't find some of my. <laughs> were you ever, were you ever in a band? Was I ever in a band? No. Okay. Uh, no, no. I, I had a musical act. Uh, my my now ex wife and I mm-hmm. we toured around and did songs. Oh, wonderful! Covers of popular tunes. Oh, po- popular tunes like what? Oh, uh, we have a stirring rendition of Hotel California. Oh. We did Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. Ah. All the great love songs. Yes. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, so many. And we, you, uh, it was both singers, both uh, yes. duet, yep. harmony. Yep, sure. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. There's nothing There's nothing quite like it. There's, that's another one of life's simple pleasures is being part of a, a nice thick harmony. That's I think, right. Too. Right, and if it's with someone you love passionately. Right. But uh, ultimately, it doesn't work out. Well, mm. that's okay too, isn't okay. it? Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad that you're uh, you're okay about it. I was gonna I was gonna inquire where uh, where stuff went stuff went wrong. Maybe wrongs too too uh, too strong a word. You know, I uh, if it was mutual, you said ex wife. Yes, so yes. I don't. I, and I, I don't have, mean to pry. No, no, no. I've okay. said, I'm very open about it. Oh, on good. This show and wonderful. I've, I've since remarried and oh, nice, that's uh, so great. Uh, we're we're just into it. A couple of months. Yeah, so it's all fresh and that's the best. Part. Uh, but uh, we have uh, reconciled as far as that is going to go, as far as we can with That's the okay. ex-Jenny. Uh, 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 she's out there in mm-hmm. the Bay Area. And, um, yeah, it just came down to different needs and different wants right. in our lives. And that sometimes happens. Does yeah. that happen for you in relationships? Uh, yeah, I suppose so. I'm in a, I'm in a very uh, very good, very long-term relationship right now with my girlfriend, Erin, who's uh, absolutely wonderful. Uh, but, yeah, every, everything... Everything before that, uh, you know, a few a, f- a few girls bef- before that, and sure. you've got to figure out, uh, is this working? I guess it's not. But every single one has been sort of like, yeah, th- this isn't this isn't working. Uh, you're right. It's been a kind of a mutual mutual yeah. thing. Let's call it. Yeah, let's yeah. call it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's you still in touch with them? Uh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay. I think one's a senator now or something like that oh. uh, that's probably that probably is wrong and i there's uh, but some something in government lives in washington dc well you should that. be in touch with her that's often. true yeah i yeah, hope you can make some positive change there <laughs> light up the switchboard as it was you know. <laughs> But were there other were there bands that you don't want to share any of the band names? There were, uh, there were they're ones. all there, one was called Meteor Earth and that was a synth synthy affair. Meteor like a, like a sausage? No, no, no. That Meteor. W- Meteor Earth, which Meteor is Earth. a very dumb name. Uh, very uh, taking delight in dumb things has been very uh, has been a, an overarching thing with yeah. me. I think uh, where you would 
you would say a name like Meteor Earth, and you would think that was funny, but then people would take it at face value, and because it's like sort of a, it was sort of a synth synth poppy type act of like, oh, they're taking this very seriously. But no, it was just because that was a very dumb sounding name. There's no there's no <laughs> such thing as a Meteor Earth. Uh, it's just two words that go together that made uh, a smile. I think there was yeah. another band called uh, Jungle Missile. Again, another <laughs> just two words, and I didn't come up with that that name or Meteor Earth really. The, uh, and then I was in my longtime band was called Two Ton Bug, which two is Two Ton Bug, yeah. And uh, that was more like a garage rocky blues blues rock type thing. And I did that right up until I moved to New York to do comedy. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, I was also asking if there were bands that you really were listening to. Oh, and yes. And they were like, oh, wonderful. The, like the, your, uh, gotcha. My, points of uh, reference. My favorite band ever uh, is uh, a little band called Devo. Sure. Uh, who are famous for Whip It, but their first five albums, I got in an argument with uh, uh, somebody at a bar the other day after a show that said that they just had one good album. No, no, no. First five albums, so great. Wall to Wall, Mark Mothersbaugh and Jerry Casale. They can write a dang song, yeah. Dale. Yeah. Uh, and then like lots of lots of like, uh, I guess you'd call it budget rock. That's what they call it. Like uh, really scummy, can barely play their instruments. Uh, primitive rock and roll bands like the Gories and the Mummies and uh, the Oblivions. I love those. Uh, love those bands. I love bands who like they yeah they can barely play their instruments and may, really make it seem like oh yeah I can do this. I can I can I can do that. It's all uh, it's all attitude and uh, three chords. <laughs> Just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it also says that naming a band is is hard, no matter what. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> absolutely. And it doesn't tell you very much about about it. No. Usually, um, so a lot of stickers on cases and things. Ah, uh, c- certainly, yeah. yeah. But but not from but uh, cases that were found in the trash, so they weren't our yeah, they weren't yeah, our yeah. stickers. <laughs> so, and I I'm interested because I think. Mm-hmm. Daffy's a little bit of a punk. Oh, absolutely. Uh, icon, yeah. isn't he? Absolutely. Yeah, now, for sure. <laughs> we're making him one, but I feel like he has a little bit of that same spirit. Absolutely. I'm and both both versions, that. both versions yes. like I was saying before. Yeah, you need both those uh you need both those attitudes I'm if intrigued you want by that independent streak in yeah. you, Joe. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you... But I am a nice boy. I do want to <laughs> I do want that to that to be said uh, this early. That's why I find it intriguing. Okay, because cool. my experience of you is this is more like Kermit. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Fuzzy. Sure. But now you're telling me all these little secrets. Yeah, and I think we all darkness. have we all have that those sort of eras of our life where you're figuring you're figuring yourself out and uh, yes. There's no there was no mal there's no malice behind anything uh, that I I feel I feel like uh, that you do that I do or have done. I think I don't know. Oh, it's a whole life. You're making me think of my whole life. That's it's uh, almost thirty years. It's a lot to take in. So, what was the idea, though? You were going to be a composer. You yeah, a... I uh, in high school was very obsessed with uh, a man named Frank Zappa, mm-hmm. and uh, was very snobbish in that. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar. Are you familiar with with, with Zappa? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay, cool, cool. I don't. I, 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 yes. It can it can it can just sound like an arbitrary made up name. No, I will say that I didn't uh, ever really do a deep dive through it. It I wasn't my thing. Yeah, I think Um, that's a very smart move (laughs) as someone who, in retrospect, yeah, it's endless. Very prolific, very experimental, and uh, was and thought like uh, didn't really know what I wanted to do, and so just figured uh, that I would try to get into music school. Is something I I liked. Uh, I liked writing music, writing songs, and I got in. And then was stuck with going to music school, and very quickly learned that that was not something that I wanted to do. I uh, I should have gone for something that would help me with comedy now, you know. But do you feel like it didn't help you with comedy? No, I guess not. I, a lot of my pieces were like I very quickly got into very experimental composition. A lot of pieces, even uh, especially towards the end of my uh, tenure there, uh, were literally just sentences on paper that I would give to a performer and they would interpret it or perform the sentence oh, or something like that. There's some John Cage work. Oh, very, jo- very John Cage, very Lamont Young's uh, stuff like that. There was uh, My final project was a big book of those event scores, and uh, that's really what I, I, I want uh, into the, the, chance, uh, the ch- chance aspect of music, aleatoric, yeah. uh, and see how you're going to interpret this sentence that I give. But then a lot of them were like stupid uh 
very direct. Uh, one of them I've talked about on a couple podcasts. You're gonna you're gonna like this because I because it's it's back to the malice, but and I, I have talked about this in a couple times, but it is the only interesting story I have, so that's why <laughs> oh, I'll do it. I, uh, greatest hits. One of those uh, <laughs> one of those sentences on a piece of paper was interrupt a performance of musical theater using a simple question. Oh, and then I performed that piece at the opening night of the school musical on the town. Uh, I went up uh, across the stage, walked across, asked a character if I could have a piece of bread. And I walked off, and uh, and then I got arrested. Arrested? <laughs> yeah, I had to be in jail for three hours what? until Why? my friend bailed me out because it was uh, the. It's a school production. It was a school production, and uh, the the owner of the theater called the cops, and uh, and I got thrown in. But you know, the owner wasn't the university. No, the, I guess it was a different uh, different <laughs> part, Uh-oh. and it was I was in Hartford uh, jail with real. Criminals. Not that that wasn't a real. It was disorderly conduct that I was charged with. And you have to do the thing. Like, what are you in for? Yeah, and they called me. They called me maestro in the uh, the booking. The cops called me. Yeah, it was very. And looking back on it, very embarrassing because I would. Hate, I what a what a snot. What a I would. I would hate to uh, if someone you know if I was doing stand up or something. Someone walked across the stage. Uh, and interrupted me, and uh, it's rude. Yeah, it's quite rude. I, it was quite rude, and I'm so sorry. And I think that's why I keep bringing it up because of the guilt that goes yeah. along with it. I was just, it was, I You're trying to exercise under that. the guise of being experimental, ended up being kind of a jerk. And I'm so sorry, Dale. I apologize to you, and I apologize to all your listeners. But everything else, I am a nice boy. You learned your lesson. I certainly that. did. Yeah. I did. Sometimes uh, we have to do that. Yeah. Sometimes we have to get into that place where we don't feel comfortable right. with ourselves or our actions. Yes. And we take it with us yeah. forever. Yeah. It's like bombing in front of some uh, in a crowd. Don't I know you, it? <laughs> <laughs> and I've talked about this a lot. But you, you remember those moments absolutely more than any great joke you'll ever tell. <laughs> y- you're darn right about that. <laughs> and especially if you try to rectify the situation from that dark place, that terrible place yeah. where you get angry at the audience. Mm-hmm. It, all is lost. Yeah. You might as well just walk off the right. stage and ask some person for a piece of bread. <laughs> for a piece of bread. And I do love bread. It's probably <laughs> my favorite food. <laughs> well, you were acting on some kind of passion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so I want to come back to this uh, thing with the music and the way that it relates to comedy. Okay. Because I think some as you're talking about it, writing a single line, yeah. getting to that point, mm-hmm. um, probably... Certainly. As manifest later, certainly um, <laughs> with the compositions, this is a bit of a off, out and left field thing. Please. But the the musical compositions can be quite beautiful. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Wadada Leo Smith, the trumpet player. No, I've you never know? seen that. Have you ever heard his music? I don't think so. You'll like it. Okay, uh, go check it out. But the the composition, they're just like X's and yeah. O's and lines. Oh, to I this love and it. That. It's quite. Look it up. Yeah, everybody, look it up. And That's be, also what they not, not to bring it back to, but that is also what the scores looked like for uh, Carl Stallings' Looney Tunes scores too, because oh, really? he would have to he would have to write in places for sound effects and stuff like that. Ah. So. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of X's and and splats and stuff like that. <laughs> a lot uh, of hidden languages, yeah. still things that we enjoy. <laughs> uh, so, when did comedy enter the picture, though? I mean, you're already uh, attracted to some of these things, certainly. And uh, was it a funny family growing up? Yeah, we loved c- comedy growing up. It was always sort of in the back of my brain, uh, and I think it always is with with people. Like it's it's always something that it's never it's never one day you're walking down the street and you're you, you know you see somebody barking you into can you want to come to a comedy show? Yeah, I guess I never thought yeah, about that comedy. Uh, <laughs> but g- growing up, being really into like uh, Steve Martin and uh, Andy Kaufman and the. One of the hugest things was late night with Conan O'Brien for me. Just yeah. watching, just uh, there was that one summer where I, where a bit of the the summer the summer I stopped having a bedtime, and I was just <laughs> allowed to stay up and and watching uh, watching late night with Conan O'Brien. That was that was huge because the early ninety three ninety four somewhere around there. Uh no, a little later than that. Uh in and then really I I wanted to say I had to learn about Andy Richter. I think it was around the time where he, he, he was, was great. Yeah, and he he was great, but he wasn't part of my initial uh, involvement with. Uh, with seeping in late night, I see. Uh, but 
he, but how great is Andy Richter, huh? Well, yeah, I think he would carry the show for the first year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I, I guess looking... the first episodes when that came on. Yeah, and I watched that. My God, Andy Richter is hilarious. Conan doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, and it took him a while to sure. feel comfortable. Well, Andy had the had the performing experience, I guess. And yeah. Conan was holed up in writers' rooms all uh, in his lead up, and so yeah. quick, so yeah. quick. But then what happened? He went away, right? Right, right, right. And, and that's around the time because he he went off to conquer Hollywood, Dale. You know, yeah. with Andy the, Richter saves the universe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and th- and that's around the time when I was watching religiously. So that's why I had to backtrack and figure out about oh, Andy Richter, and there's all this other stuff beforehand. But yeah, watching the writers come on and do like those one-off characters when they would do those. That's that was just that like really oh got it. yeah, this is very stupid, but it is on television, and they. They just went out and, and did it, and it was oh, I loved it so much, and so yeah, that that was always in the back of my brain, and uh, uh, I guess it was just a matter of time before I before I realized that that's really what I wanted to do. I don't want to I don't want to do I don't want to write music. <laughs> <laughs> well, once you're just writing the sentences, on yeah, a yeah, piece yeah, of paper, you might as well write it as a joke. The writing should have been on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but and when did the mustache happen? The mustache happened on and off through college, uh, feeble <laughs> attempts at them. Yes, unfamiliar. Uh, yeah, and then, and then I just made the decision that my face looked better with one, which not in a vain way, but just in like my face looks stupid without. One. So the opposite of vain, really. I'm just trying to not look dumb. <laughs> Isn't it funny how we have those moments? Yeah, I decided I'd look ridiculous without glasses mm, so I, I always wear glasses oh i don't think i well i i've only seen you with glasses but i i bet you i bet you look great without them well i appreciate that okay. but i look very strange all right <laughs> i look strange without the mustache so <laughs> well someday let's uh, we'll i'll get contacts oh, you can shave and we'll shave. just be in a room together all right and <laughs> but i'll have to be in there for a lot longer than you Okay. If I don't want to, if I don't want other people to see me without one. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. You have to grow it back. It'll yeah. be a growth chamber. But I'll do it for you. Okay. Thank uh, you. Right. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, you, you said you're going to go back for the holidays. Up Certainly. To Connecticut. Always. Never missed it. I think I'd, I'd feel odd uh, not going home. Never missed it. I've never missed it. The, yeah. The holidays have always been pretty important in a in a secular fashion in our in our family and I I would feel yeah I'd feel odd not going home a little empty I guess yeah sure yeah. I I've often tried to get back myself mm-hmm. when I can mm-hmm. sometimes I think mm. yeah <laughs> be nice to be alone yeah but um anything you got on your list this year you're hoping to receive oh no I I'm just I'm just gonna be happy to get out of the city and see my uh see my mom and my sister and uh I, there's nothing, nothing, there's nothing, nothing material. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I could. I always like. It's always nice unwrapping presents and such. But I get um, pretty jazzed giving gifts. Yeah, even more than getting. Yeah, that's what it's all about, Dale. It really is. Although I don't know what to get my mom even now, and it's it's, it's the tough. clock is ticking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only a few days yeah. out. Yeah, I should. I got to figure that out. But yeah, but I'm up early today. Yeah. Maybe I'll. Maybe today's the day. I today's the day. Hit a yeah. Christmas of uh, you know bazaar. Yeah, something like that. An outdoor Absolutely. market. Or Absolutely. Something. Grab some hot cider. Maybe oh. some hot cocoa. Yeah. Do two. Do two hands. Both uh-huh. drinks. Uh-huh. <laughs> Go up to Bryant Park. <gasps> yeah. Uh, speaking of the holidays, it seems like there is a steady uh, strain of you being excited about the holidays. I love it. You you enjoy them. Absolutely. Uh, there was a time that you wanted to be in the Macy's Day Parade. Still do. Still do. Uh, want to be the first stand-up comedian to perform stand-up in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And how's that? Um, Going as far as the campaign. Uh, I well, at, at first, this, this happened a, a couple of years ago, and I got sort of got the word out. Uh, but uh, another comedian by the name of Brad Howe uh, sort of took it upon himself to rival me. That's and, unnecessary. Uh, yeah, and uh, he wanted to be that, but I I swear I was the first first person to to come up with it, and so there was a bit of a. <sighs> and I considered him a friend before beforehand. Not and now. Yeah, uh, but you know, the holidays are about being open minded and uh, accepting of others. And so if he if he thinks he obviously neither of us were chosen, uh, so the race still uh, lingers. Uh, and I 
I, I just feel like that I'm the I'm the one to do it. If there's if there's somebody to perform stand up in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade under those balloons, it's going to be me and not Brad Howe. Let me ask you this. Okay. Uh, are you in touch with a committee? Uh, no. Okay. Do you Say, know anyone? No, but we'll figure oh, that okay. out. <laughs> uh, uh, t- <laughs> so exciting. Uh, but uh, two, uh, would you do as the singers do and lip sync your act? Oh, that's a very good question, and I hadn't thought uh, that far. Uh, if that's the... If that's what needs to be done, I would do that for uh, for Macy's. I yeah. would do that for the Macy's in the tradition of the Thanksgiving Day Parade. I would certainly, uh, I was going to say stoop to that level, but <laughs> that's that's a word that implies that I uh, find it uh, abhorrent, and that's not true. That's not true. If that's what it takes, that's what it takes. <laughs> now, what if we made a balloon out of you? Ooh, and I guess that would I guess that would still be me in the Thanksgiving Day Parade, or it could be a float. Mm. We could make a float. Yeah. I'm very intrigued by this idea. How much money does it take to get a float in one of those things? I would imagine in uh, uh, more than I have in my bank account right Here's now. Here's what you need to do. <laughs> yeah? How's the marching band in Windsor, Connecticut? Ooh, uh, pretty darn good. I played the sousaphone growing up. Yes, you uh, did. Yeah. That's a handsome instrument, it isn't it? It certainly is. And yeah. a lot of fun to play. I think yeah. people are put off by it because it's so unwieldy, but it's yeah. it's so much fun. Yeah. Rocking that case is worth it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and a kind of a chick magnet, isn't it? Sir, uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, getting back to this, I think if you could get the band in, mm-hmm. then you come in with a little bit of a float. Yeah. Like as part of the band, right, 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 and you're maybe the you sort of backdoor it. Yeah, that's a whiz bang idea, Dale. Yeah, uh, well, I'm always thinking about. Yeah. It. Oh, if you could help me out with this, that would be that would be great. I, I don't you feel like it's possible? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Anything's possible, but this is very possible. <laughs> I, think, I think we need to be creative in the way we think about it. Yeah. But if you can't get a giant balloon made, and that would be awesome. Oh, it would be so great. <laughs> then I, I think the next it. step is to have some kind of float built, mm-hmm. and maybe you could get a comedy place to sponsor one of these things. That's true. And then you have a little balloon. Mm-hmm. Just a wee tiny <laughs> one, maybe life size. Floating above. Or yeah, fill me with helium, and I'll I'll float a, I'll float down Herald Square. I don't I don't or mind. Is there a Looney Tunes float? I think there was one this year. There was a little bit of a, a controversy where, wherein. <laughs> Uh, you're uh, all right, you're laughing because I know this, right? Yes. Okay, yes. <laughs> I would laugh at me too. <laughs> uh, with you, I'm laughing with certainly. You. Uh, there was there, you know, there used to, there used to be a Kermit balloon. Yeah. A, uh, uh, there there was a some form of Looney Tune that would be represented, but this year I think uh, in uh, you know in in deference to new. Uh, you know, yeah. if you're a, if you're an old crank like me, new uh, and uh, lesser quality characters yes. to make room for those guys that uh, uh, Kermit and, and Bugs uh, had to had to jump ship this year. But it's Snoopy so- was still there. He's another Peanuts, also huge influence yeah. on me. Uh, but he, and he was still represented. And the Muppets were there uh, for real. Well, that's nice. Yeah, isn't it? certainly. Yeah. <laughs> Give everybody else a little. Chance, sure. Get a little Gonzo in there. Yes. Oh, goodness gracious! One of my favorites. <laughs> well, I think we ought to uh, think about this with the um, with uh, various schemes to get you in there. I'll it get the I'll get the word out, and hopefully Brad Howe's not listening to this because uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's very uh, very still in touch with his uh, former high school. Okay. Uh, yeah, still is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll block him <sighs> and we'll do what we can. Please and <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Well, one of the great strengths that you have, of course, is as a writer. And you were talking about that That's with the That's very nice of you to music. say. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's true. Uh, some people, I think, work stuff out on stage. Some people do other things, improv, all mm-hmm. that, uh, which I bet you're pretty good at, too. I've seen it. I, li- I like to do it, but I, 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 do, I, I didn't take any classes or anything like that, so I do worry every time I have to do it because yeah. I uh, am worried that I'm breaking a rule or something. The uh, rules, they get, it infects your brain, doesn't oh, yeah. it? yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I took that. I've already said what I have to say about UCB gotcha. but uh, uh-huh. and I appreciate the community yeah. first and foremost of course that's but the most important thing I got thing. so hung up on what game is this and yeah. how am I funny in this I, I, I just yeah. want to be funny I just, yeah <laughs> 
let's just keep the scene going, you That's know? That's right. Let's live in this world a little bit. But you are somebody who writes jokes. I mean, honestly, I like writing jokes. Jokes. They're very. Yes. They're. It's very important to me. Uh, j- jokes, and uh, I, I tr- try to do a good job doing them. I try to. I try to keep the uh, the tradition of the one or two line joke alive. Yes. Uh, and I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that you. Uh, it seems like you uh, enjoy enjoy a good joke yourself. I enjoy a good joke, but I don't have a real facility in writing. Oh, you crafting. could do it. Anyone can do it. Well, I think it takes a little bit more uh, focus than uh, no way than I have at the moment. But does there have to be a subject in your head, or are you just constantly writing? Uh, subject definitely helps. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and uh, yeah, I would say I, I, usually usually spurred by something that I'm seeing or uh, indul- indulging uh, indulging my ears or eyes in. Yes. And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't usually I think there are there there is a there's definitely something to be said for sitting down with a notebook and think and just letting your mind wander. But that's not something I do and maybe should, maybe, maybe that's a resolution to take some time and just well, let my mind wander. If you want to craft the parade act, you better yeah, get better a notebook. Get down to it. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> do you have any filing cards like Joan Rivers did? Uh, no. And I'm, I you know about that. I don't know about that. I'm so sorry. Go watch. No, it's no problem. I should have done my we, research. We all bring different things to our experiences, yeah. don't we? Uh, if you go watch the documentary about her, mm-hmm. uh, I think the the thing that stands out the most, if you're a comedian, really, I mean, yeah. Joan, you get the history and all that, right? But she writes a joke and she has a filing cabinet in oh. this very beautiful apartment. Yeah, she's got sure. this filing cabinet with like old library card, you know, index oh, cards. Yeah, yeah. Writes a joke, files it by subject. Oh wow. And it's in a massive cabinet I'm of all these sure. jokes. I mean, it it was so methodical. You think she kind of just goes up there and does it. Yeah. But she really honed her joke writing. That's amazing. And, and I, kept I that love practice that. up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that so much. I don't have that. I'm very disorganized. I'm probably the complete opposite of, of if you know if if you didn't know it before. I'm maybe the complete opposite of Joan Rivers. Uh, but that sounds that excites that's that type of organization. The idea of that type of organization for someone who's who uh, is such a Joan Rivers, such a great joke writer. Yeah. Uh, that uh, really excites me, and and makes me think that I I should be doing I should be doing something maybe a little more organized with mine other than well put some index cards on your uh, Christmas, on Christmas list. list they fit right in a stocking you can yeah. fit a lot of index cards in a stocking Dale <laughs> oh boy right. that's right you got one of those <laughs> big extra long ones or yeah. you get the just the regular size yeah and also you know you have two feet. Oh, right. You got to put up two stockings. Right? That's, that's how you do it. <laughs> uh, well, talking of the holidays, mm-hmm. um, I thought I'd ask you if you could read something that sure. you wrote. Absolutely. Um, I pulled it off of your Tumblr. Yeah. You seem to be somebody who knows how to use Tumblr, so good for you. I got I have to do it more. I've, I've, uh, that's another 2017 uh <laughs> Resolution is yeah. to get out there and, and tumble some more. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't quite make heads or tails of it. But uh, how about uh, you do this? This is a, a holiday uh, classic for young people. Here we go. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The tree in the bay window was decorated with care. And hold on just a minute. Is that a hornet's nest in there? As I realized this, oh, how they began to swarm. Just my luck, as my hot cocoa was finally warm. As choirs over the stereo continued to sing, 40,000 angry yellow jackets got ready to sting. They stung my elbows, they stung my forehead. One stinger is stuck in my eyeball, I said. It's a wonderful life, played on the big screen TV, as I swelled up and reddened due to bee allergy. In pain, I teared up, at my wounds tightly gripped, I hope one of these gifts is an ointment, I quipped. The tree shook again, as if doing the twist, and out marched a line of red fire ants, pissed. I looked out the window at new-fallen snows. The ants joined with the bees and gnawed first at my toes. I screamed out in anguish, someone please hear my wails. Then out from the trunk of the tree came the snails. Though they couldn't bite, they were still wicked gross. I clearly felt four or five enter my nose. I'm used to the Grinch, Frosty, and old Mr. Scrooge. But Christ, did you just see that centipede? Huge. I heard the ding of the oven. My cookies were baked. A torrent of worms made the whole building quake. 
God damn it, how stupid of all the trees on the lot. This is why it was priced so darn cheaply, I thought. Won't somebody aid me? Won't somebody help? I thought as tarantulas engulfed my scalp. As if just in time, through the fireplace flew, I hear, ho, 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 how may I help you? Oh, whoa, it was Santa. No fooling, it was. He really exists. I told you he does. He had the red suit. He had the white beard. He had the giant antenna and the six legs all tiered. His cheeks were like roses. His dimples, how merry. His thorax was just like the picture books. Harry! He had a broad face and a little round belly and pincers that drooled out a thick, viscous jelly. His mittens were leather. He was cinnamon-scented. His eyes were bulged out and crazy segmented. Oh, Santa, thank goodness. This really is neato. Can you pull my head from the mouth of this giant mosquito? He spoke not a word and went straight to his work. He began eating the bugs like a man gone berserk. He gobbled down moths and he slurped up the ticks. He smacked away my offer of peppermint sticks. And just like that, all of the insects were gone, as some carolers sang Silent Night on the lawn. Old Santa Claus patted his now quite full tummy and started wrapping himself in a cocoon like a mummy. But before he did that, he looked at me, the small boy, and went to his sack, probably to fetch me a toy. But though the undertree bare and the stockings hung, it's not toys this sack was full up with, but Santa's young. Yes, pulsating pupas, glistening green and larval. It's just what I asked for, I started to marvel. Of course I was lying. I wanted a frisbee. But the prenatal insects all started to kiss me. They all called me mommy and jumped in my arms, and even I wasn't immune to their charms. Oh, Santa, I cried. I loved my new brood, but he'd already wrapped himself up. Kind of rude. So from then on, each Christmas, a tradition made new. I receive a giant bag of bug baby goo. Happy holidays, Dale. <laughs> Happy holidays, Joe. Thank you for reading that. I mean, no problem. <laughs> that should be. That will be canon. I hope so. I, I gotta. If yeah, I guess if I don't talk to the Macy's people, maybe Rankin Bass. I could talk to <laughs> yeah. to get this oh, made into a new. Wait till a that's new a float. special. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, that would be something, too, the claymation. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. And then it would be a float. I love it so much. <laughs> and a little Charlotte's Web in there. Sure, certainly. Mixed in oh, with, my. I don't know, Beetlejuice or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literal Beetlejuice. But uh, uh, it's so funny. And that makes you think, like, why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> why do we get stuck with the one thing and we have to go along with that Santa Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, right. I know there's various, the Krampus oh, and all the other things. But Santa's more of a state of mind, you know? <laughs> he can right, be, he, be he or she or they can be anything. <laughs> when the sack opens for the young, that's yeah. really, yeah, that's when we're in it. I'd like to ch- turn that into a children's book or something. I, it's so vivid, it's going to be great. I hope I, so. I love it. That's so nice of you to say, Dale. <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> What's um? There, there's something to it, though. As we've been talking about it, the setups, the structure of um, cartoons, mm-hmm. of Muppets, yeah. of uh, I don't know the th- Three Stooges, that kind of thing. Sure, all these uh, our gang. Yeah, you watch those. Things? Oh, absolutely! I was obsessed with those growing up. Oh, uh, weren't they something? Yeah, I love. I love it. I love the old. I love. I love a rap scallion. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. I love. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but what beyond that speaks to you? I mean, there's something to an economy of line with those that I always uh, I love. Yeah, uh, in terms of like s- s- straight up joke writing, I think uh, the hugest f- hugest influence on me is uh, those uh, deep thoughts by Jack oh, yeah. Handy. I think those there's there's just weird shapes to those yeah. uh, particular uh, you know jokes. Uh, if you want to, I don't, I don't even, yeah, I don't know what you would, would call those. Jack Handy, one of the greatest comedy writers, uh, walking this earth right now. Absolutely. Um, Long time SNL writer. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he's, his book of, he's got a book of essays called what I'd say to the Martians. If you, if you haven't read, <laughs> no. they're so great. It's a collection of his like New Yorker pieces and stuff that's yeah. stuff that's gotten run in, in those. Uh, but yeah, just the way, just they're, they're just did you have the book? Absorbing those, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I and now have have all of them. There's four, and hopefully, hopefully more. He's just he's out there in Santa Fe. Uh, hopefully, oh really? That's ho- where he's at. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully writing. Hopefully, hopefully writing more. He wrote a novel recently that's very good. 
uh, but you can tell it, his his heart's in. I'm in glad you brought that up because I, I had forgotten how influential that uh, that book was. If you were yeah. really into, I mean, you kind of have to be into the thing and into right. jokes. Cause yeah. There was a little flurry of like SNL books for mm-hmm. like they had an It's Pat book. And oh, like, okay. <laughs> but uh, that Jack Handy book, uh, Stewart uh, Saves the World, that the yeah. Al Franken character. Mm-hmm. But then the Jack Handy ones. Yeah. I mean, truly, yes. If you want to learn about structure, just and comma, kind of the, just the comma, music of it. Yeah, too. comma placement and like yeah. <laughs> uh, ways where it would be, you know, because they're like Zen cones or something like that. But every once in a while, he would slip in a, like a yeah or that guy or something like that where you're like, oh, yeah, it's a Rube's writing these, really. <laughs> right. uh, just, yeah, stuff like that. I, I am just. Was obsessed with and am still obsessed with. To and this I can't day. remember. Was there also would he also slide a little narrative in there, that you could like follow or trace through the whole thing? In those, there there are longer ones. There are there are deep thoughts that sort of like go up a page and a half or something yeah. like that. But I don't. I yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe in the over. Maybe in the grand scheme of yeah, things, I this you got guy. A little sense of. The, I mean, you do anyway. Yeah, you get a little yeah. sense of the character, the way that he drops those little. Certainly. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> I purchased a little uh, ceramic Dixie cup for, as a gift for uh, somebody this mm-hmm. Christmas. And I was reminded of the little paper Dixie cups. Mm-hmm. Did you have those as a kid? Sure. We had Star Wars ones. Mm-hmm. And they had little facts about the characters on them, so how many languages C-3PO spoke and all yeah. that. But they also had little jokes, I think, like Star Wars-specific jokes. Oh, what? do you remember I was, any? No, I don't okay. remember. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> a single one. I'm sure they were designed by committee and just variations. Of yeah, yeah. But I was reminded of the joy of getting the little joke books in a Cracker Jack. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'd get the. Did you ever have the? You might be too young for this. But oh, but we had. Uh, but you they know. had decent prizes in the Cracker Jacks yeah. when I was a kid. Oh, okay. Not as great as it was like in the '60s, where you'd get like a ring. Yeah, <laughs> but you'd still get like little books that were only mm-hmm. so small, an inch by an inch or something, and you'd crack them open and they'd be like pretty funny jokes. Little jokes. And that's where I really tuned into the fact that you can write it and that yeah. there's a structure to it, not unlike the Jack Handy thing. If it's going to fit in a Cracker Jack box, you got to have word economy. <laughs> yeah. This is what I'm saying. Right. Do you strive for that in the in the joke writing that you do? I, I mean, think... beyond Twitter and all that. But. I mean, Twitter definitely helps to get you down to a, you know, a sentence. Uh, but it's not, it's not something that I really think about in terms of writing them but in terms of saying them i like them to be short just because my me- i have a horrible memory uh i always have and uh it's it's nice to to have something as short as possible so you can so you it can go from your brain to your mouth very very quickly and you don't you don't have to remember anything beyond that sentence you know <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> uh and what's the persona on stage when you're up there uh i've I recently had to put it into words for uh, some uh, something or other, and the thing that I hit upon was, uh, and I don't know how I feel about it now that it's coming out of my mouth, but uh, wholesome lunatic uh-huh. is something that I'm maybe trying to strive yeah. for. Manchild, definitely. Yeah. Um, but de- but having their you know back to the, the uh, work it, I've already worked out all the malice yeah. I have but have, <laughs> having there be one incident yeah <laughs> uh, maybe someone 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 who is you know not a threat but is still like unhinged I think that's something I'm sort of sort of going for you know a bi- another big influence is uh, uh, Chris Elliott you ever watch Get a Life oh it's one of my favorites really yeah oh yeah I it, had a very early bootleg. DVD of that. Oh yeah, you had to. I remember where you could buy it. Yeah, anywhere. I remember reading about it on the internet and not having any way to watch, but like reading episode synopses and like descriptions of uh, <laughs> yeah. Elliot's character, and uh, that that I think the, the I think that's there too, where he's like he's not a not a huge you know just a goofball, but there is like some sort of some psychopathic. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. he is unhinged. For he's sure. for sure yeah. unhinged. Uh, he lives in his own reality. Yeah, I'm so glad you like. You like that? Oh, that's a th- that's uh, the submarine episode of it's that. It's so great. And the giraffe. <laughs> I'm a giraffe, or what? The, yeah, the zoo animals, on, zoo on, animals wheels. on wheels. Yeah, oh, I am the lonely wildebeest. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. And that, with that makeup caked on him, and he's just oh. doing it right in front of his dad, who just that's, like, oh, it's so he, sad. It just couldn't be less proud of his son. <laughs> oh oh so man, brilliant. Ah, uh, yeah, that's it. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a touchstone, I think, in yeah. terms of trying to figure out what I 
want to want to do or you know want want to be to be seen like but is it a challenge then to have them also be uh still tethered to reality because the things that we've talked about a lot are like pure inventions or outsized characters mm-hmm. or um things that are surreal like the characters drifting in and out of conan right um even Kaufman and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Is it, do you find that you need to have that uh, tether to what's really happening or you find to, or is it mostly in this other space? I think, I think a tether to reality is fun. I, I like the, I, I like the idea that, uh, that surreal stuff can happen in the, in, in your, in your, in what we perceive as our reality, you yeah. know, like, uh, like 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 get a life where something like uh the the Marx brothers or something where all this all this anarchic uh all this anarchic you know sometimes surreal stuff is happening but this is this is real this is being presented to us as real and these are the these are how these guys are i think that's i think a, a tether to reality uh isn't necessary but maybe maybe even helps this the uh the otherworldliness uh like really hit harder yeah. you know yeah i don't know if i'm making sense no, I think so. Okay, <laughs> I worry it's, that I'm uh, not. <laughs> uh, it heightens the the uh, yeah. what's happening, and then it can be reflective of our own existence, right. and we can take note of the things that are surreal in our daily lives. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I too am drawn to that uh, wilder aspect. Yeah, as you can imagine. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what do you love most about doing comedy in New York? Uh I have sort of you were you talked about it a little before the mics were turned on. I have found uh, a little community that I'm a, a part of with all my all my friends who I consider uh, uh, br- like all all of them brilliant, all of them nice, all of them uh, funny, uh, and it's just it's nice to finally feel. I, I, I think I've said this on podcasts before, but as, as it, someone in music school or, or in bands, I always sort of felt like an imposter, like someone who's just sort of approximating what they think that like a person in this uh, community should do. And then once now in the comedy scene, I'm like, oh, no, I can be myself. And there's a place for that. And all my friends uh, are, are, are similar. They're doing their own thing, but they want to collaborate. And everyone's kind of on the same page with like a... What what we think is is funny. So uh, to to answer your question, the community, yeah. the community that's built in our little uh, our little weirdo comedy scene. I think. Yeah. Well, that's that's so key, and it's, it's key in this so city. Important. It's key anywhere. I think many artistic pursuits. You feel like, whoa, I'm I'm not qualified to do any of this. Right, stuff. right, right. And uh, what right do I have to even call myself an artist? All mm-hmm. those kind of things enter into the thought process. But once you get to a place where people are like. Oh, you're funny. Yeah, you get that little sort <laughs> of go ahead. Go ahead. You I get, want you to do it. Yeah, you get friends. You get start get getting put uh, put on shows, and it's like, yeah, this is this is uh, what I want to do forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I've had so many uh, your pals. You certainly uh, have from that scene on this show. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, terrific. I, I and I'm drawn to them for the same reason because they have a kind of theatrical sensibility. Mm-hmm. They like to heighten things in a different space. Yeah, I'd be honest. I don't have that many uh, pure stand-ups on the show that mm-hmm. are really doing the road kind of stuff. Yeah, and uh, that's a little bit by design, a little bit by affinity. Sure. Um, I enjoy the people that are willing to spend an hour as a character. Yeah. Or do something in the corner strangely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. Mean, I I have my roots are more in the avant-garde, yeah, you yeah. know. So I like I like seeing how that can uh, permeate this kind of regular comedy yeah. scene. Yeah, and I think uh, more and more each day it is. And I think I think uh, I think those those road folks that you uh, were talking about before, I think they're taking note, and maybe 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 we can maybe we can open some minds, yeah. Dale. Maybe we can change some minds and open some other ones who maybe are maybe leaning towards, maybe want to dip their toes in, uh, <laughs> maybe want to put a wig on, <laughs> like you said. Wig. You know, <laughs> and here's hoping. Here's hoping we can. Well, you've got a show coming up on the twenty first. Yes, tomorrow I'm doing tomorrow, I... which will be yesterday when this comes. Oh, out. Oh, okay. But what is that show going to be? That is called. I've done it. This is the third year in a row. I call it a Christmas gift for me from Joe Romero. 
and it's uh, sort of uh, uh, an amalgamation of a uh, cr- uh, show, a Christmas party, and an open mic, wherein uh, three of my favorite things. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> gather the family around for the yearly holiday open mic. Uh, but I, I invite uh, invite my uh, comedy friends. And we do it, we've done it at Over the Eight, which is a, a wonderful right. alternative comedy hub that is uh, sadly closing. closing down, but, you yes. know, I, I'm i sure something will open uh, in, its, in its stead. Not to be un-sentimental, uh, but... Uh, no, this is what happens. These places exist for a brief period right. of time, and then for whatever reason go away. And we remember, the, mm-hmm. I mean, so many of the places in New York where people have started or done really great stuff have are unsustainable for whatever reason. Yeah. Probably because they're supporting this Yeah, our, goof, our goofy stuff. <laughs> but, um, you know, another place comes up and people congregate around those scenes. Right. So this this will be my last uh, show at Over the Eight, which is, is uh, sad. But it's, uh, like I said, it's uh, uh, invite all my comedy friends. Uh, it's an excuse for all of us to do our, uh, you know, our holiday bits that we've yeah. come up with. It's a, <laughs> it's a marathon type show. And everyone else, and the, the open mic aspect is everyone who comes, any, anyone who's in the audience, I will ask beforehand, like, do you want to go up and maybe tell a, tell a holiday story, tell a joke, something something that you uh, want to do? And you know, last year I think there was like thirty five performers or some something. Wow. Uh, and it's just a nice nice excuse to get all my friends together before we all have to go home for the holidays. Get into travel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's lovely. And, and uh, if uh, I'd like uh, to extend the invitation to you, if you want to come. Oh well, I, I think I'll be uh, on the road. Oh, okay. But uh, I would, if I wasn't, I would All be right. there, and I appreciate it. Oh, and as nope. we look forward to next year, yeah. it coming around, uh, keep me in your thoughts. I absolutely will. You'll never yeah. leave. <laughs> oh, good. That's a whole what year. A whole year of Dale Seaver. <laughs> oh, we can only be so fortunate. Uh, so, uh, you want to? What's the goal? You want to get on a TV thing? I feel like you'd be a natural fit on as a writer on some of these things. I would as love to. As a performer, to. Yeah. you're handsome enough to be oh, in front of the camera, too. Pshaw, Dale. <laughs> goodness gracious. Good-looking guy. I don't know if, if blushes can make a sound effect, but <laughs> if someone in the booth can yeah. can score this blush... Uh, I I I guess I'm, I'm at a point where I, I feel like I, I'm not uh, at liberty to, like... Uh, be I, I would just take I, I'm just taking every taking it oh, all I in I see. I'm very happy to be where I am right now does that mean something's in the work no I just, just you you're you're grateful for the moment that every, you're in every and, opportunity every yeah. every year I've uh, I feel like I've I've, gr- I've grown a little bit as a, a comedian which mm-hmm. uh I, I we can we can that's the most we can ask for I feel like right I don't know uh, yeah. I guess we should. I should have a goal in mind. I guess I wouldn't mind writing uh, for anything. I like performing, though. Too. I feel. I feel maybe I might miss that. But there's a precedent for uh, people who write on something, go out and perform at night. Uh, so I don't know. I I just want. I just want to keep. I just want to keep being able to uh, to uh, be be buddies with my with my comedy pals. And uh, as long as I don't fall out of their good graces, yes. I think uh, I think I'll be sitting pretty. Yeah. And let's uh, let's uh, not overlook the great comfort uh, that is in knowing that you're in the right spot yeah. and doing what you want to do with the good people. Most certainly. So <laughs> well, let's honor that. And I, I want to just say I have no uh, uh, I, I don't want to say come across as being down on road comics. No, or no, no, like not that. at all. All I was uh, pointing out is that um, I like things that are a little bit odder, and I've had great uh, stand-ups on the show. Sure, and I I've done that. Go out and do the. Road thing. I know you how hard it is, it. and there's some very funny people doing great work. Absolutely, so. and that's that's very hard to do. I think I could never yeah. do that. That's something I know, and not not something, you know. I don't know what I I don't know all the things I could do, but I know some things that I couldn't do, and that is one of them. I it, think that's it, really it. tough to try to make some audience in uh, Keokuk, Iowa, or something like yeah. that. Try to try to get them on your side. I I don't I don't. I know. was just out of the Buckhorn Bar in Laramie. Oh God, that's a tough. Tough I've heard audience. stories. Yeah, it's a tough. Uh, oh, people are un- more interested in the pool. Yeah, playing pool. Not. Yeah, it's too cold for swimming. Well, I have every confidence in you, Joe. That's so nice of you to say again. <laughs> I hope we can do something again together. Absolutely. In the future, I'm going to work on the Macy's thing. Please do. Uh, uh, I, I can use all the help I can get. I think the um, band is the key, but we'll 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 think about that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
I won't <laughs> stop thinking about it. <laughs> Good. Uh, where can people plug in uh, their Joe Rumroll uh, trackers? Where can they set them to to find you? Oh, bars and basements, uh, maybe three nights a week, something like that. Uh, Some kind of online depot? Yeah. I've got a tw- uh, t- uh, Twitter uh, it's at Two Ton Bug. There it is. I started it while I was in a band. <laughs> uh, and having Can you cha- scroll through to find early band posts? Uh, if you scroll through <laughs> past 2012, 2011 or so, yeah, for oh. sure. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I think we're, we're our our little collective is uh, just made a website. Uh, so maybe I can be the maybe the first one to plug that. Please I don't know. Do. It's dzcomedycollective.com, and it's uh, for anyone that you can you uh, could name that you think that I would be uh, pals with. Yeah. It's, uh, it's it's a it's going to be a hub for all of all of that community. A comedy all, portal. A comedy portal, if oh. you will, that you don't mind falling into. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I yeah, check it. that out, and uh, I think it's I think it's up. I think it's open to the public. If not by by a couple days from now, it will be. Yeah, yeah. Well, people will tune in. Yeah, and check it out. Absolutely, as they're enjoying the holidays. <laughs> yeah, I hope you enjoy your holidays, Joe. I think I will, and uh, I hope you enjoy yours, Dale. <laughs> thank you very much, <laughs> and thank you for joining me in the deep night. Anytime. This was so much fun. Great pleasure. Yeah. Okay. Talk <laughs> to you soon. Bye bye. <laughs> There we have it, ladies and gentlemen, another wonderful year-end sojourn through the deep night. I'm so glad you could join me, and I wish you all the very best for your darkness rituals and your holiday celebrations. Your kindness and support are all I could ask for. And as exciting as any new ceremonial cloaks I may find under the solstice spear. Hint, hint. (laughs) I love this time of year. Remember that even though this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Deep Night is written and performed by James Bewley with production assistance from Harvest Works in New York City. Music throughout each episode is provided by the amazing talents on the artistic roster of Howler Hills Farm in the great state of Ohio. Deep Night theme by Zach Gabbard, Season 9 podcast icon and logo designed by Samantha Mash. Download episodes directly through daleradio.com or subscribe and review the show on iTunes. Also available on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Follow Dale on Twitter at Dale Radio or Instagram at Dale Seaver for behind-the-scenes peeks into the production of the show and the life of Dale Seaver. Thank you to all the subscribers and supporters of this program, and thanks to you for listening. <laughs>